Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Weather Insider, episode number 10. I'm AccuWeather.com's Evan Myers, along with Dean DeVore. Good morning, Dean. Good morning. Spring fever here in the east today. Wow. In, in fact, it is. So remember, on Weather Insider, you get the inside information about the weather, what we think will happen, and the inside scoop and why it will happen. And just like any inside look, Dean, mm. there may be some inside information. Mm. And we're going to tease that because we have some for later in the podcast. But the two main things we're going to focus on this today, uh, flooding risks across the USA and a number of places. And then even though, as Dean just mentioned, it is awfully warm in the east, the east will be turning much colder as we go through the course of, uh, well, the weekend and into the weekend. So we want to talk about both. But let's uh, first start out talking about the flooding potential, where that might be and why. Different parts of the country will have different flooding concerns for different reasons. A lot of it obviously has to go with all the snow and ice that we had, and now we're starting to melt that. Also, heavy rains that we're going to continue to see because of storm systems that continue to cut up through the middle of the country. And I think the biggest issues that we're going to see is systemic river flooding. We're already starting to see that in the Upper Plains and uh, places like Omaha, already seeing a, a significant, if not record, flooding already. All of that water has to come down river, And then you add on the, the, the rain that's coming on top of that. The other issues that we're watching now in the next week or so, I think, are the ice jam flooding potential for Pennsylvania, uh, a lot of flooding in, in Michigan because of all their snow and ice, and some of those rivers are starting to get pretty bad. And New England, this weekend even, with some of these warmer temperatures over the last couple of days, those are all areas that we're concerned about flooding. And as we said, uh, the flooding risks on the rise across the U.S., and those are a lot of different places. So let's try to parse that into three places. So the upper Midwest, the upper Plain states, where they had the blizzard, mm. where you just talked about Omaha, the river flooding and so on. How long might that last? And what's the specific cause? Is it just the warm up? Is the fact that uh, they had all that snow from the blizzard? Is it springtime rain? Is it all those three things mixed uh, it's, together? It's uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. It's everything together. <laughs> so I didn't even mention. <laughs> no, I, I think that middle of the country river flooding scenario, this is a long term situation that we're going to see problems for um, at least a month or two. And it's going to take a while to work. You know how that river system works. You load it up at the top and you add more to the middle and it, you know, it just keeps going. And so I think the folks in that uh, mid-Mississippi Valley, the Missouri Valley, all of those places are going to have problems uh, for at least a month or two. We're going to see, I think, shorter term problems in the Northeast and the uh, Upper Great Lakes because I think the, the gradual uh, spring push is a little bit more gradual. It's not going to be as rapid as warm. I mean, I don't see as much rain coming over top of that warm-up you talked about ice jams in those two places those are the other two places i want to focus on so you talked about michigan and you talked about pennsylvania and then new england and potential of ice jams when might that be and what impact could that have? well there was some concern about this weekend in particular because we had this recent warm-up in the last few days but the second part of our story that we're talking about today is the colder than average temperatures that are coming for the northeast so that's going to kind of kibosh that a little bit and 
lessen those concerns as we go through this weekend into next week. But those concerns will come back, Evan, as you know, especially if we get a, a warm up towards the end of next week into the week beyond. So before we switch over to the colder weather for the east and give a little bit of inside information about that, in the Midwest and the places you mentioned, uh, I think one thing that we should will be talking about next week is about the potential for what the it's like in the fields out there, how wet it is, mm. and how that might impact some economic factors, uh, the growing season, and the fact that the rivers have risen so much about the ability to ship. So we'll talk about that. That's a tease for next week. All right. And as we move over to the eastern states, so as you mentioned, uh, spring fever warnings mm. in effect. It's not, we can say spring-like, because spring doesn't arrive mm. until next week, then we can cross the like part off. But it is going to turn a lot colder. How much colder is it going to turn, and how long is the cold weather going to stick around for? And then we'll end the podcast talking about a little bit of inside information that you alluded to yesterday. Yeah, some of the uh, mid-Atlantic states today are going to get up close to 70, low 70s. I think uh, in the New York City area, some of the Jersey suburbs, low to mid-70s. We've got 70 now for the midday high in uh, in New York City, uh, 60s up in New England. So they're going to drop about 20, 25, even 30 degrees. I think the high temperature over the weekend in most of those areas, upper 30s, low 40s, still kind of windy on Saturday. Sunday is not as windy, but that's the coldest day, it looks like to me. The core of the coldest air is over that area. And then we're not going to get the rapid warm-up that we saw at the end of this week. Next week, I think it's going to be more subtle as we go through the rest of the week. But it will be a little bit at a time, get a little bit better. So I think here you can look at it two ways. You can say, oh, well, we had a spring warm-up, and now we're getting colder again, and uh, that's not so good. But just think, this cold shot isn't as bad as the Arctic one we saw a week ago. So there is progress and good news. I'm always finding the silver lining. It is good. Well, hey, listen, the, the sun is out longer. Yes. One last thing we want to wrap up with, uh, the inside information. You alluded to this yesterday. Yeah. The potential for a small storm to ride across the mid-Atlantic states, uh, where could that actually produce a little bit of snow? Yeah. Light, light snow, but where could it produce some snow? The models really pushed that a little farther south here in the last 24 hours, so we're thinking maybe places around D.C., Baltimore, and the Del Marva. But this is one of those sneaky ones. You know this, uh, Evan. The models can tell you things, and, and then you just kind of know that there's something isn't right with it. So is that going to be snow in those places? Could they get rain? Is I the, think it's this... going to be a messy mix of snow and, and rain shower kind of situation, but I I'm just concerned that that northern extent is closer to the New York City area. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But there's a little inside information. Uh, Stay on the lookout for that to start the work week in the mid-Atlantic states. And have a great weekend.